The Secret World of Arietti. Is it another Studio Ghibli masterpiece, or is it just a book's retelling on film? Let's talk about that on this episode of the Gaming and Chill podcast. This episode of the Gaming and Chill podcast is brought to you by Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is an online game retailer. Each week, they have brand new bundles that last for only a limited amount of time. And with Humble Bundle Monthly, for a flat fee each month, you gain access to over $100 worth of games for only $13. A game I received was Soul Calibur 6, which normally retails at nearly $60, and I got it and several other highly rated games for the low price of $13. If you love games as much as I do, do yourself a favor and get Humble Bundle Monthly using the link down in the description or by using the link on our website. Not only will you be getting amazing games for yourself, you'll also be able to support the podcast. Back to the show. In my opinion, this movie is both. It's a classic Studio Ghibli movie along with the retelling of a book. A book series that I actually have read, believe it or not. But I think it actually is really good. And in truth, it might actually be one of my favorite Studio Ghibli movies. Which sounds weird, but in all honesty, it's just so good. There is nothing wrong with it. There is a lot of layers that you can peel away and... Look at things more and more in depth if you choose to. Or it's simply an adventure movie with almost hints of Indiana Jones on levels. And I actually like that. So, all in all, might be one of my favorites. Let's peel back some layers. In the world of Arietti, there's humans and there's borrowers. Basically, in all roundabout terms... Smaller humans that live under the floorboards and the walls and that sort of thing. And humans and borrowers don't get along. They just don't. When humans see borrowers, the borrowers have to leave. They have to move. They can't be there anymore because human curiosity tends to get them killed. Which is what drives this entire plot. One of the borrowers, Arietti, is seen by Sean, the younger boy. And things would be fine, but it keeps happening. And eventually, Arietti's family decides they have to leave. But really, all what Sean wanted to do was just to protect Arietti. So there's layer one. A action story where the small underdog, for all intents and purposes, needs to be protected, which they don't by somebody much bigger. Layer 1. Which I like this layer. If you chose to stop on this layer, you're still watching a darn good movie. There's another layer. In the movie, Sean's caretaker, Haru, is 
a, I don't want to say a miserly old woman, but a miserly old woman. And she despises the borrowers on a level. She thinks they're thieves and rats and nothing but vermin and need to be captured and exterminated. She sees them as something subhuman, which technically they aren't human, but let's not get into the uh, the, uh, the um, repercussions of that. She sees them as thieves, people that should be destroyed, wiped out, forgotten, salted. And there's that layer, which you can take that layer to mean a lot of things. Ultimately, the borrowers only take what they need. Let me be very clear and say that one more time. They only take what they need. That's it. They don't take anything more or anything less. Only what they need. The woman, the Haru, kidnaps one of them and tries to kill the rest. In a weird way, I was watching it and thinking, this is almost a demonstration of unchecked, uncontrolled commercialism, capitalism. The, yeah, you may have, you may be taking exactly what you need and that's it. But I want that. You know, that one sugar cube that they stole. I needed that. No, you didn't. They needed that. And they took it. So, there are the implications of technically, are they stealing? Yeah, actually. They are technically stealing. But that doesn't mean they're bad people. That means that's just their way of life, is borrowing things. But I mean, they don't take anything super important. They take only the bare essentials. They don't live a lavish, extravagant life. They live in a hole under the floorboards. That's it. That's all they really, really need. And Haru doesn't agree. To me, that is unchecked capitalism. It's unchecked commercialism. Taking and taking and taking and taking and thinking anybody who takes anything that could possibly be yours is automatically subhuman and deserves to be removed or eradicated. It's unchecked greed, which that is definitely a theme that flies high in the Studio Ghibli movies. Unchecked greed. Now, there is another layer. I mentioned earlier that Sean believed he had to save and take care of Arietti and the other borrowers. That, on a level, one could point to and say, that's actually close to colonialism. Because strong superpowers, not going to name names, thought that they needed to go in and rescue, air quotes, the people who lived there. That they were living in squalor and, you know, poverty and they needed to be taken care of. But don't worry, we're here. And it just ends up causing more problems. That definitely can be seen in this film. Sean, the human boy, thinks he needs to take care of Arietti and her people immediately. And you could almost demonize him for that. I thought that as I was watching the film and went, he's definitely not the villain and definitely not worthy of being demonized. Because ultimately, he is only trying to care from the bottom of his heart. But one could peel back to that layer. I personally don't peel back to that layer. But it's possible. It's possible to demonstrate that 
Had he not intervened or attempted to, they wouldn't have had to move. Even at the end of the film, Arietti and her people and her family still had to leave. They didn't get to live in harmony. They had to leave. And that's sad. That That is definitely sad. Because they had to leave their home. Because of someone else. Arietti and her people had to leave. Which is sad, in my opinion. But I think that's all the deep layers you can go. There are probably more. I don't particularly subscribe to very many more. But there possibly could be more. There's definitely environmentalist tones. um, And how humanitarian um, tones there is as well. Of taking care of people who might be less fortunate. I think that's definitely a tone that can be taken. And it definitely would be within the Studio Ghibli cinematic emotional universe. I don't think you'd be wrong in applying that. A lot of Studio Ghibli movies actually have that tone. That tone of, hey, unchecked greed? Bad. Living in harmony with nature as best you can, good. Keeping your emotions in check, good. Being generous and helping those that might have less than you, good. Using only what you need and not consuming and consuming and consuming, bad. Or good. Consuming is bad. Constantly. Using only what you need, good. Let me be very clear on that. I think that it falls well within the cinematic universe's scope. Um, I don't think you'd be out of line. I personally, honestly, I think this might be one of the my favorite Studio Ghibli movies. Yes, even topping Totoro and my current favorite, or was my current favorite, Kiki's Delivery Service. I think there's just something simple and clean, and it changes the perspective of things. All the other movies had a single viewpoint of everyone was living in the same world, even if it was the spiritual world. In this one, it was two worlds that were the same world. It's like how a a tiny ant would view our world. They would view something minuscule like a rock as a giant mountain, as a small piece of bread or chips as just a, a, a windfall of food. How something as small as a small water spill would be an unsurmountable ocean to them. It's the perspective. Arietti and the other borrowers use human objects very differently. We think that when we need sugar, we need a lot of it. But when Arietti's mother requests sugar, they get a single sugar cube. And that'll last them for a while, because proportionally, it's huge compared to them. And to me, that was really interesting. It changes the way the world is. Nails become ladders and steps, and a sewing pin becomes a sword. It's really interesting to me. That, to me, made it that much more special because it changed the perspective of a single world. Something as minuscule as just a sugar cube to us 
was a treasure trove to them. And that to me, that brought joy to me. It changed the way I see things. I think it's a really good movie, and I highly recommend that you watch it. It is available on HBO Max, HBO Go, whatever it may be. I wish to say that we were sponsored, but we aren't. So let me be very clear. This is just a product that I actually use. All the Studio Ghibli movies are on it. And if you have certain phone carriers, you might actually already have it for free. You definitely should check it out. There's a lot that is available there. And I highly recommend it. Let me know what you think of Arietti, and we're closing in on the last few Studio Ghibli movies. I think I already have an idea of what our next series is going to be, but I'm going to let you speculate that and try to take some guesses down in the comments below. I definitely want to hear from you. Uh, hit me up on Twitter, at DerekGNC, and if you want, I actually do stream live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash DerekGNC. I actually talk a lot about the podcast and what's upcoming and other things like that. Things that don't make it into the podcast. We've definitely talked about streaming and the different attitudes surrounding it. So be sure to give that a listen if that's your thing. So until next week, I hope that you have a wonderful week. Sorry for missing a week, but my wife, lovely wife, took a vacation and I wanted to spend some extra time with her when I could. So until next week when we cover yet another Studio Ghibli movie, I hope that you have a wonderful week. Peace. Thanks for tuning into the Gaming and Chill podcast. We hope you liked it. It would be really helpful if, on your given listening platform, you were to leave a comment and give us a rating. For more on the Gaming and Chill podcast, you can visit our website at www.gamingandchillpodcast.com. And from there, you can read anime and game reviews that are not on this podcast. You can also find links to all of our social media where you can follow us. Thank you again for tuning in, and we hope to hear from you soon. Cheers!